You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back in. It's Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show here with you as we talk all things Pens. Thanks to Will Peterson from the Fan in Denver. Jonathan Shipman, formerly of the Fan in Dallas, now the music director for the Dallas Stars. Shippy Spins on Twitter. He joins us now. Thanks for the time, Jonathan. How are you? Do you prefer Jonathan or just Shippy? Uh, at this point, it doesn't matter what I prefer. Everybody calls me <laughs> Shippy no matter what. Like, even my mom calls me Shippy now. I'm like, Mom, like, you named me. Yeah, you gave me right. Jonathan. Like, it's kind of weird that you call me Shippy, but... If anybody should be invested in the name Jonathan, it should be your mom. You're absolutely you right. You would think, but <laughs> alas, she's still, she'll call me Shippy, and I'm like, did you really just do that? But, well, I mean, either one works. Pretty much everybody calls me Shippy, so let's just go with that. I'm digging the Mac Miller poster, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank nice you. work by you there. Uh, we, were, we were talking uh, last night when we were setting this up, my daughter's 14 in a day or two here and gets constantly embarrassed that her dad drives around listening to Mac. Um, so I, I, anytime, a, a, anytime a Pittsburgher finds somebody that likes a, a, somebody else from Pittsburgh, we latch onto it. We're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, one, we, we love day, coming together on that. One day she's going to realize that she has a cool dad. There's <laughs> a really cool she, she will never own that, Shippy. She will never she own that her dad is cool. That's not happening. She doesn't know it right now, but one day she'll look <laughs> back and appreciate when she finally realizes she just, she just hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet. You know, she's still a little young. And happy birthday to her. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'll pass yeah. it along. She'll appreciate that. Um, let me ask you, uh, big D as in defense in Dallas. This team has been one of the better defensive, if not best defensive teams in hockey this year, at least in the Western Conference. And I think people sometimes get that confused with, uh, it's not all that fun to watch, but like, this is a team that's got talent and is also playing just really quality defensive hockey. Like, again, it may not be the most exciting all the time, but this is the kind of hockey that wins in the postseason. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the postseason, the ice tends to shrink a bit and that's, you know, they've hit a stretcher recently where their defense has looked a little bit porous, but the fact is we've got Jake Ottinger and net. And ultimately, he'll mask a lot of those defensive miscues that the Stars may have. But it is a team that's built around that defensive identity. I mean, this is a team – the crazy thing to me is that this is a team that isn't that far removed from Rick Bonus, who's now doing a great job with the Winnipeg Jets. Right. Um, it's, there's pretty much the same roster. You add in Mason Marchment, you add in Wyatt Johnston, who is making a push for the Calder – um, for the rookie of the year for the Calder, you know, towards the end of the season here. Um, I think it, it's just interesting how different they look, though. They're they're much more 
they're much more threatening in the offensive zone now. They used to dump and chase all the time, and you know they would kind of turtle at the end of games and just hope for the best and hope that Ottinger would come up with some amazing saves. And that proved to you know not work out too well with Calgary last season um, in the postseason. But yeah, I think uh, it's it's an interesting thing because I think it's their game is going to translate very well to the postseason once the you know once the playoffs you know come around. Well, it's an interesting mix, too. Like, you've got Joe Pavelski, who's older than dirt, and then you mentioned Wyatt Johnston, <laughs> yeah. um, who can't even who can't even legally have a beer yet. Yeah. Um, so it, it is. It's an interesting it, – which is exactly what I think you want if you're going to make a long run. You need the young guys who have the energy and bring it every night. You need the veteran guys who've been through the wars and through the battles like a Pavelski. Um, just how has the, the Metroplex, I guess, latched onto this? Because there's a million things. I was just talking with Will Peterson out in Denver about everything going on out there with the Nuggets being top of the Western Conference. Of course, there's always drama now that Russell Wilson is involved with the Broncos and they bring in Sean Payton. And then you've got the reigning Stanley Cup champs on top of it. In Dallas, you've got the Cowboys. It's it's a it's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got... The Mavs talk about good teams in the Western Conference in the NBA. More soap opera there with Kyrie coming in, right, to join Luka. So how have the fans latched on to the Stars this year? Are they all in yet, or are they kind of waiting for the playoffs to start? So I DJ for both the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Stars. And the Dallas Stars atmosphere is incredible. I think... I think in general, the hockey fan, the hockey fan is just a little bit more passionate than any other sport. Just in, I mean, like maybe that's just based off of my Dallas, my Dallas experience because you go to a Cowboys game and it's mostly people who are posting on their Instagram that they're there. You know, if you go to a Mavericks game, sometimes it's pulling teeth trying to get them to make noise. And with the Dallas Stars, it hasn't been an issue. And I think if you look around Dallas, this is the team that has the best chance of winning a title. And I think even when you look back to last year, it's like, man, if you just make a few changes, obviously last year was not a title contending team. You know, the Stars took Calgary to seven games, which I thought was amazing in its own right. And you just look around at the landscape and you think, if we're going to get a title in Dallas, it's probably going to come from the Dallas Stars. Uh, because no matter what happens with the Cowboys, <laughs> I mean, I'm a <laughs> Cowboys fan through thick and thin, and it's mostly been thick. <laughs> and, uh, and I understand, like, even with the recent off-season acquisitions, you know, that it's probably going to be something that comes up around playoff time that's gonna you know thwart our chances so um but the the fans in general in Dallas I mean all of our games have been sold out pretty much um which is incredible you know Dallas is not a hockey town but I think that's where my job and and my boss Kevin Harp we understand that and that's why we go to such great lengths to make a Stars game as fun as possible to the opposing fan to a casual fan, to somebody that just showed up because they want to have a first date and they don't know where else to go. Like we want that, the atmosphere to be very conducive to just any type of fan. And it's the same thing with the Mavericks, but it's just a little bit different because there's more of an NBA fan base here than a natural diehard stars fan base. And I didn't even mention the Rangers, or I guess they're supposed to be a little bit better this year than they were yeah. last year. Um, but yeah. ba- baseball, probably a distant fourth, given the status of the Rangers right now, much like the Pirates kind of ride third rail here in Pittsburgh, given the way things have gone the last 10 years or so. Um, so I saw this story. Now, I- I'm curious on your input, because you're a music guy, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Athletic has a story about the best goal songs around the NHL. And they ask people to go through and rate the goal song for each team. So the Stars goal song is Puck Off by Pantera. Is that yes. right? Yes. Okay. So do you, is that, if, if it were up to Shippy, if it were, mm-hmm. if it were up to you, is that your choice or is that something someone came to you and said, Hey, we, we need, we need something hard driving. Would you prefer something a little more, I guess, even more unique? Like here in Pittsburgh, it's party hard by Andrew WK. That's yeah. I love the, that's that the goal song. song. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, well, if, sure not to play that when they're in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lesson that was actually learned the hard way by the chargers guy when they were playing in LA for that year. And he played Renegade by Styx, which is like the big Steelers song. They play it in the third or fourth quarter when the defense is coming out on the field. That's what I think of when I think unique, like songs, hype yeah. songs. Um, so do you do you try to go more unique? Do you try to go, you know, what does the crowd respond to these days? Is it more that kind of stuff? Is it like your stereotypical jock jam stuff? Or what, what are you playing more often than not these days? So uh, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'll start with the gold song question. Like, I would stick with Puck Off because there's a backstory to it. Okay. It was made during the 1999 Dallas Stars Stanley Cup run. Pantera was hanging out with the likes of Craig Ludwig and my boss, my big boss, Dan Stuckel, and a lot of the guys on that team. And so there's a lot of history. And it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day when I was just, I was, we were just on a big six game road trip and I was watching like Vancouver had, I can't remember what their goal song was, but I know like, um, Toronto's is like you make my dreams come true and right? I, it's like I, that doesn't pump me up whenever <laughs> they score it's a great song don't get me wrong I love Hall of Oaks but it just doesn't like it right. doesn't pump that me doesn't up. get you going the yeah. only thing you could do is do the doo, 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 like and how yeah. many people are singing that part you know and the great thing about puck off it's real simple you know you just yell Dallas stars Dallas stars and then there's this crazy you know, guitar riff that takes over. Um, so at first I was kind of, you know, cause when I took over, you, you don't want, you don't want to break any tradition, but you also want to see how can I make this job mine? How right. can I leave my imprint on this job? And that was one thing I looked at. And then I looked around and I was like, man, there's not really a whole lot of great goal songs out there. Like I really like Edmonton's goal song. I forgot. I can't remember what it was. I have it saved. It's like Fluxland or something like that. And then yeah, yeah. I um I like I like y'all's too actually I love that song Party Hard. Um and then I know uh Detroit they have that Far East movement and bingo uh get up. It's like this real hard driving EDM like right. at the end of the day whatever I play I want 
in the biggest moments, I want the arena to be able to clap along to it, mm-hmm. to jump to it, to do something. I want them to get them moving. And so if you'll, you know, we, we have the Penguins here in Dallas coming up on um, Thursday. Yeah. And so if you watch the game, you'll notice as the game progresses and depending on the flow of the game, right? I can't ever tell you what songs I'm going to play and when, but I, I watch the game and I play different genres and I see what that, because every crowd is diverse. Sure. Some crowds are going to be crazy if it's a Friday night and it's an eight o'clock start and they've been drinking for three hours. <laughs> and then if you've got a Sunday noon matinee game, everybody's just waking up or maybe they went to a little more chill. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little they've bit got more... a headache from the night before. Exactly. Yeah. They're nursing <laughs> a hangover. And so you can't ever like have like a set solid playlist, but at the end of the day, I just, I have a lot of stuff in each genre that is hard pressing that will in the right moment, will get people going. And so I think our goal song does it. I know I understand if it, if it gets repetitive and people get annoyed by that, I understand, but it's got a great history to it. It's got a great backstory from our only Stanley cup run. And I think to, and the Panteras from Dallas. So it's like, right. That's as Dallas as it gets. So I, I remember, you know, the Pens have, have been pretty traditional with their goal songs. For years, it was Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter. Then you couldn't really play that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so it went to Song Two by Blur, which was always awesome. Um, and they, they kind of searched for one for, for, for a while. And mm-hmm. they finally landed on Party Hard um, after a lot of fans suggested it, actually. Um, and, and that has worked well for them. The one that will always, you brought up uh, Flux Land, you brought up another like hard driving EDM song. The uh-huh. one that will always get me, and I was talking with uh, our morning show producer about this this morning. The Pens played the Flyers in the playoffs back in way back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And the, the Flyers scored so many goals in that series that by the end of it, I wanted to take the song, the goal song, and and just find every last copy of it I could and burn it. It was this, it, I, I can't even remember the name of it. It was and it was, that's not me imitating the beat. That's literally a guy going and it was the most annoying goal song in the history of the world. And then part of the, isn't that part of the point though? True. You, it's want supposed- your, you want the opposing fan to be like, oh my God, how many times are you going to chant Dallas Stars? I get it. Get it out of my head. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, um, and it's like, let's go Rangers. That one. Um, you oh, know, their it, goal it, song is great too, actually. Yeah, another custom one, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just, it, and then to, to top it off in 2012, the Flyers were celebrating in their locker room with, to bring this whole thing full circle, a Mac Miller song, Knock Knock. Oh my so it was, it just ripped your heart out as a Pittsburgher and a Penguins. God, that rips my heart out, and I'm not even from Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, should not, but you know, they did that on purpose. They oh, know, totally. That's gonna go on Twitter and that's totally. going to go on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Well, we've reappropriated Party on Fifth Ave now as our, uh, is our celebratory song when the Pens win, which unfortunately has not happened a lot lately at PPG Paints Arena. Um, but so the Avalanche, I'm pulling for you. Oh yeah, that, at, <laughs> at least one of these two in Colorado or Dallas, the Pens have to have if they don't want to completely go down like the Titanic. So Shippy, it was fun talking music with you, man. Fun talking stars and everything going off and going on in the Metroplex. Um, thanks for doing this. I really do appreciate it. it was good yeah, to absolutely. Up with you. 
Absolutely. No, it's been a great time. Um, shout out to Pittsburgh. I want to make it to uh, Blue Slide Park sometime. I still haven't made it out there. Uh, we'll get you your was... own brand new sheet of cardboard so you can go down the slide. Yeah. It, it'll be part. You, you let me know when you're here. We'll, we'll hit it up. No, I will. I would love to. Maybe that'll be a summer trip. I'll come catch a Pirates game. Yes. Do the, whole, we'll... do the whole Pittsburgh thing once I get up. Once Both my teams hopefully win championships. If yep. not, then go Pittsburgh. Frick Park and Blue Slide and all of it, man. Uh, yes, thanks sir. again, Shippy. I appreciate the time today, dude. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Jonathan Shipman, music director for the Dallas Stars, formerly of 105.3 The Fan in DFW. Uh, another place where, much like you know Will Peterson in Denver, who we talked to a couple minutes ago, it feels like all four teams are, they got something going on, right? To keep people locked in. Um, you'd like to think that we're not headed in the direction here in the Berg of one or two teams uh, joining the third team that isn't always competitive. Uh, it does feel like the Steelers figured some things out in free agency this uh, season. And uh, certainly with Kenny Pickett are headed in the right direction. But like I was talking about with Tango earlier, the biggest question this offseason for the Penguins, and again, whether the season ends on April 13th with a, a loss to the Blue Jackets and they miss the playoffs, or it ends a week or two later with a first-round exit in the playoffs, the question is going to have to be asked, who's taking charge of the direction of this thing? Is it someone in Boston who works directly for Fenway Sports Group? Does John Henry show his face behind a podium in front of cameras and a microphone here in Pittsburgh? Or does he send someone out there to do it for him and take the bullets? Like, Kevin Acklin, who's running the operation down on Fifth Avenue these days? Or does Brian Burke go out there and act as the face of it again, at least from a hockey side? Somebody's got to be out there in front, though, when this season ends, saying, hey, this wasn't good enough. This is now five straight years of not good enough. And we're going to chart a new direction to maximize the final few years of the core, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. Because if nobody gets out in front of it, and maybe Ron Hextall languishes and sticks around for another summer. That is bad news for putting together a quality team around the core going into next season, which they clearly did not do this season. Again, make sure you're following Fifth Avenue Faceoff inside your Odyssey app. If you have not already, you'll get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Make sure to subscribe to 93.7 The Fans channel on YouTube. You'll get new videos like today's podcast as soon as it's available to you. And of course... Wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, review. You can always hit us up with questions, too. It doesn't have to be a mailbag episode like the last one. Uh, Chris.Mac, that's my personal email address. Chris.Mac, M-A-C-K, at odyssey.com. Or just hit me on Twitter, at Mac. Any questions about the podcast or the pens in general, we'll be sure to get to them. Uh, another episode on Friday as we will look back on the Avalanche and Stars games and ahead to a visit from the Caps on Saturday night to PPG Paints Arena right here on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.